to Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth, combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard. Welcoming you today to Five Blossom Radio. My name is Denise Richard. In our studio today, we have a special guest, David McMurray-Smith. Uh, he brings to us a very an unusual topic for conversation, creative character development through clown. So David works in the area of performance, play, imagination, and health, and he works on the issue of how we how to reclaim innocence as a way of growth in personal and professional development. So I met David, oh, maybe 35 years ago uh, at the Banff Center for Arts. As an instructor, he was in the music theater program. And uh, today, I welcome him. David, can you tell us a bit about uh, your work history? (laughs) Yes, I'll do my best. It's nice to be here. Um, My work history uh, is uh, primarily professionally in the performing arts and the variety of the performing arts. Uh, I started off with... uh, a double major in in theater and dance in university and continued to focus on all those things and the extensions upon them as time went along. Um, I've, I originally uh, never planned to uh, get into this work. I had no plan of whatsoever of that. I intended to be a doctor uh, until university came along and it was a little bit previous to uh, computers and uh, so when I arrived, I had been pre-tested into different in the pre-med program. And oddly, when I arrived, I didn't exist at the university, and that changed everything. So by circumstance, I got into um, some university requirement part of it, and took one, which was introduction to theater. And I'd done theater in in uh, church group and. Uh, and uh, in high school, and I loved it. I loved musicals. I loved watching the movies. I loved the comedians. I loved everything about the performing arts, but never took it seriously as something that I would do. But as this turn of events happened in my life, I ended up uh, moving towards, uh, again, just randomly figuring, what am I going to do now since I don't can't get into these courses? And, uh, and I found myself just following the circumstances of uh, grace and providence and and continued on with that. And that's how I ended up starting into the performing arts. And I worked as a professional uh, ballet dancer, uh, actor, uh, mime, and uh, as well as um, in clown. And uh, also where where we met, I was w- working with a cre- in a program that was developed to create n- new opera. And that got me into the territory of teaching movement and acting uh, to opera singers and looking for uh, connections with developing their own voice within the skills and result that they had been trained in. And uh, that's where I started to really get, I really started to get engaged with how the performing arts were connected to uh, something much deeper than just the product that they were performing, but also... uh, what was going on for them in how they actually engaged in what they were sharing, whether it was just a purely aesthetic thing uh, or it was also a connection to their own 
desire to have uh, what was their place in the world. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so that the interest in that got me got me engaged in it more directly uh, as a teacher, and that's where where it began to. Uh, grow for me a great deal. And I began to see that challenge that individuals had to uh, either be fulfilling uh, the performance of a model that was set outside of themselves Mm -hmm. and trying to meet that technical model, that visual and sound and uh, aesthetic of the the performing art itself. Or within that, uh, where were they and what were they doing? Mm-hmm. And it made a great difference, I noticed, when an individual connected with themselves and could be a, both aware of how they were, that it was emerging from them, that the art was emerging the, the, uh, from them, the creation was emerging from them, the sounds were emerging from them, right. uh, that uh, that process was not, hadn't been looked at. They'd been looking at how they fulfilled the picture, how they fulfilled the picture. I knew that very well, right. you know, having been a, a ballet dancer. Right. So as we went along, uh, that, that engaged me very much in exploring and researching uh, the way in which that happens. How, how is it that we separate ourselves from seeing our presence in what we're doing and our connection, uh, the vital connection we have is in a desire to be doing what we're doing mm-hmm. um, and see it as something that is outside of us. And that we just, oh, I, now I do this and now I do that. And I, I look like this and I, I perform this way and I do this thing. And then I make that sound and I wait for the director to tell me when it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so you took, a, you took a, an, an experience that starts pretty, pretty simple as just somebody who, okay, I'm going into this direction because that's circumstance. And you start noticing that there's a whole world in here that pertains to a personal uh, relationship with the world and you're watching how people can grow through that how you've developed a relationship to yourself and to the world around you and you took this way of looking and you'd created something very unique for yourself and for the people you serve and you call that creative character development through clown mm-hmm. can you tell us a bit about where you got the idea for that mm-hmm. Well, I, I certainly, as I say, uh, never planned when I was growing up to be working in that field. Um, however, as I became aware of what was going on in this process before, when we met at the uh, BAMP Center of Performing Arts, uh, there was a, I began to look back and see connections. You know, and in hindsight, it's so is so wonderful. Twenty twenty hindsight is one of our best teachers, and it be, I began to see connections for myself within myself, uh, and that that moment of of having had a sense of a as a child of saying, I have this desire somehow, and I didn't even, I couldn't articulate it that much, but there was a sense of some kind of light going on inside that was shining out there, trying to reflect back on on some kind of proclivity that I had some you know and 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 what reflected back was a doctor or a minister those two things were were the big things that came up and that's what I could see in the world that had something to do with some kind of innate desire to connect and be in the world and have an image of myself in the world right uh and then when that was blown out of the water by this um mistake of somebody 
who uh, had withdrawn from the program and they typed the wrong middle initial. <laughs> it was an M in my middle initial and an N in his. Otherwise, we were both David Smith. And bingo, I was I was out and he was still in, even though he wasn't there and I was. <laughs> it changed your life. So it changed my life. It threw, you know, it threw a big uh, a big rock in the pond, uh, and and totally shifted. Uh, you know, these moments when when you think you know who you are, what you're doing, and have a big, long plan ahead of you that's all set for life, uh, and the rug gets pulled out from under you. It's a big joke. It's a big joke. <laughs> it's and a big clown it's joke. A big, it's a big Joey joke is what I call it, the part of the, the uh, a mask that the clown plays, which is tr- a trickster. So know? tell us a bit about <clears throat> the the product now, Creative Character Development Through Clown. Uh well, just before that, I would like to say that, that, that this process of connecting with clown reconnected me with my childhood process. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, that process with, uh, I, I grew up in a very small town in New England. And, um, and on, in that, my best friend had a, a dairy farm. And he grew up on the dairy farm. And I ended up being on that dairy farm from grammar school right up through uh, through high school and late and as I was about 12 years old started working on there with him a lot not just hobby farming but this is very heavy duty farming and so we were as young people we were expected to do you know heavy full labor um, and in that process the these guys are really intelligent and my young men who were there my best friend and his older brothers and and they played games we played games we played identity games while we were while we were uh, working you mm-hmm. know and, and began to we were observing ourselves doing this thing and much of the time we didn't want to do what we were doing <laughs> so we, we created characters about attitudes about how we felt about doing what we're doing so you play acting we play acting and role playing and uh, and, and I- image image yeah image play and that got very in, insistent around a game of whether we were actually being genuine with just our simple self being ourselves whatever that was but you know, yes. we, when we knew we were when people could see especially my best friend who was very bright and he was very very uh, observant and he could say hey look you're just playing an image of yourself that's not who you are oh wow oh wow and so that began to open up the door of, of recognizing hey people do this they perform images of themselves and you can tell that that's really not them <laughs> that's I mean that's not all of them that's but it's right. certainly it's certainly you so know, he could see you quite deeply he could see me and I then I could then we and we all started to see each other that way and play these games and then playing them around with others and we'd perform different different uh characters all the time right. and 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 they had a little secret language with each other you know eventually but they were very extended physical in physical stuff right and I didn't think it was clown it was just playtime you know right. and work time trying to make work time <laughs> You know, something was more than just boring. Yeah, so you, you um, really so we, had a... We got a, I just got thrown in, and I looked back, and I saw that, and I began, in, you know, more in my latter life, and things began to be more clear about this connection of voice and image and who are we and where are we and what is what am I doing, you know? And uh, and there were just these are basic childlike questions, but um, they're very profound and how, how for me, gradually, I began to study clown more deeply um, in more than just what we see in the surface or, you know, in, in, the, in the red nose and the big shoes and squeaky toys and <laughs> whatnot, um, all of which are, can be a part of it all. But, uh, but the interesting part for me was the, the recognition over time that this is something that was deeply 
a, um, a part of all of us. And it was also something that was represented in social cultures throughout history. Right. In relationship and uh, in many different ways. Uh, and began to thread that investigation and research into the work that I was doing about reconnecting and uh, and that the work then was recognizing that the clown from I, I consider the clown and I think others do too as uh, having the agency and license to cross boundaries yes and that crossing of boundaries uh, can allow for chaos uh, as well as much as it can allow for incredible um, development of new possibilities and new ideas and creativities and things that emerge that could, that you couldn't have predicted. Right. Uh, and that's what, you know, kind of happened to me when everything fell apart at the university. I had this, it's all up in the air and all the pieces are open to reconnect in some new way. Right. So that kind of got me into, in started with the questions about this, about this, um, using, uh, the aspects of, his, the, the social anthropological history of clown uh, and other terms of clown, trickster, fool, uh, just, you know, the, there's a lot of different names for the, for the, what this aspect of our nature is right? Uh, and how, how it can apply to uh, engaging in an opportunity to, to pull pieces together and see what, what's actually happening perhaps in, at the moment with your self of sense of image, your sense of self, your sense of, sharing of that with the world, you know? So, so I imagine that you have had to talk about this on a, on, on, in so many ways, as probably as many ways as there are people in a certain way, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's obvious that it's not a common way to uh, work in life. It's, it's, a, it's a very specialized uh, way of approach. And I would love to, if I was a new student, how would you, how would you talk about this to somebody who has absolutely no idea what you're talking about? Like, what is this course that you created? <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's a very good question. <laughs> Especially, I've been, I've been sharing this, my research and, and uh, with the nature of this work uh, with people. Um, I've been working with it for over 40 years, but I've been sharing it for about 38 and in the beginning, it was definitely much more challenging to find the language, to I find language you could, especially with the, if somebody doesn't have a clue. And every, every, our language is so packed with codification. You know, uh, I, I say clown and, and an, an image, an image <laughs> of red nose or an image of, you know, being terrified of or, clowns. Or white-faced. Yeah, or... white-faced, all those things, which are, are certainly inclusive, uh, but there's also this this thing about um, well, I mean, one being that that uh, because of this ability that clowns have or the clown nature has to cross boundaries, uh, that transgressing thing, that thing of being the the keeper of the liminal space, the threshold between worlds, and never lives f- fully in any of them f- completely, um, is is something that is dangerous as much as it is uh, enlightening. Yeah, um, and that's you know this is where uh, certainly in, in and in North America it's very it, this is part of the challenge of talking to people about it because um, there's this uh, notion uh, that has been supported by you know the, the novels about horror clowns and so forth that mm-hmm. um, because a clown can be very dangerous when it if it just crosses boundaries for its own right own edification you know right uh, and within that then 
there's you know a, a need to consider how you're working with this process right because it's it feels it's scary and and you can see it you know now that there's these horror clowns running around at Halloween and stuff and they're they're having a joke for themselves and or they're using it as a a tool to look like something and, and then take advantage we're not of it. supporting so, that yeah that's not supporting that the the process of uh, of of this ability to uh, engage with in ourselves and unify things to see the unification that's already pre-existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's an important part of this, but talking with people about it, um, I, I, I kind of codify it a little bit and, and bring it down to things where uh, they ask questions and I answer them or share information about that. Um, but the clown so you you inspire them to ask questions to open their mind. Is that what you? Just I inspire said? them to ask questions and then and and share information and then you know and ask a question so that the, that we begin a conversational interplay between us, right? Um, which is a part of the clown work in itself. When when you're engaging with others, uh, the value of how do you find uh, something that that is. Um, a conversational play between each other. That is, uh, there's there's you and there's me sitting here with this microphone, and in that in that situation, we can see each other as separate. But there's something going on between us, and that between us is very much an important thing. Because if I project on you what I think you're thinking, and you project on me what you think you're thinking, and neither of us are acknowledging anything about what's going on between us you know we're fighting for this how do we get an alignment with each other to say oh how do we play is that what you mean yes oh i i meant this i see this oh oh i know that oh i know what you know oh i know you oh i you know that too and you're back and forth discovering the uh, something that has now i I call the weeness the weeness the weeness between (laughs) us (laughs) which is when when both players you know or both communicators uh, whatever what term we'd like to use for it, can can recognize something in themselves by something that something somebody else says. They see these images in themselves of themselves through what what they're projecting and interpreting. And if it gets reflected back as something that's a, they go, oh, that you, oh, but you found it that way. Oh. I found it this way, right. and you're not necessarily doing this thing all with words at all. But, but it could be it, it could be gestural, gestural, it be. emotional. These pretend worlds, you know that you know any art is trying to communicate. And if there's a feedback loop where the other, the one you're communicating to, recognizes something, and you recognize that they recognize it, I call it the seven levels of knowing. Okay. You know, I know that you know that I know you know I know you know I know. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a really close it's, it's like a really close friendship like I had on the farm you know, where we know what's going on here I there's see. a we we've got going and and that that's that's it's it's a very very close intimate kind of feeling that you don't have you get can have with very intimate friends and relationships and play amongst so them that's where the play and, really comes yeah, in where, where the freedom to get that intimacy of communication even with strangers you know, where, where you can find a common human, humanity between you. Uh-huh. And, the, and the clown is, is, has that, is what that's about, is, is, is sharing even in, in, in childish or childlike ways uh, and through image and play and imagination, uh, finding and appreciating and acknowledging together, even though it's not necessarily spoken, 
that you've released together in a re- more relaxed fashion of that. Oh, we, we there's a, something in equality here that allows me to feel comfortable with releasing myself into the play between us. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It, is. it, it is. sounds it lovely. Is. It's, it's a it's a it's a lovely thing when it were when it's happening. When it's happening, it's very powerful. So <laughs> very is powerful. it? That sounds like a lot of fun, but it's not always fun, is it? I guess there are times where it's work. Oh, it's a very vigilant activity to pay attention mm-hmm. <laughs> and observation, and because the clown is is a, you know it's a facilitator of of this weeness this notion of recognizing it and feeling what happens when you do recognize it and in that there's uh the fantastic space i call that the fantastic space when that happens and there's a quality of presence uh and honesty and simplicity and ease in a rela- in the communicative conversation a living conversation in the moment to moment with the with the audience mm-hmm. uh, whether the audience is you know an individual and you're not performing in the performing arts or whether you're you know at a board meeting or you're at it doesn't matter the 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 clown has the freedom to the principles and nature of this ability we have can be anywhere and used anywhere and be support in um, facilitating a, a more grounded present presence with one another and and that 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 is something that is um, helps inside for individuals to begin to you know reconnect with aspects of themselves that they'd forgotten or haven't used mm-hmm. uh, or don't think is any more valid anymore or mm-hmm. useful uh, or just happens that way. And then the way in which that connection can go from in, that grounded sense of, of connection within oneself, as the clown for me is performing yourself as character. Mm-hmm. So you take you look at taking a little bit of a distance between yourself and the awareness of that, you know, am I what am I am I being playing an image here of myself? And if I am, am I doing it honestly? Mm-hmm. Because it, and I am okay. Or is that image of myself or the mask that that, that might be uh, eclipsing, it's covering me and I don't even see that I that I'm doing it. So how, what level of awareness do what you have? What level of awareness do you have to, to kind of guide and monitor that um, and feel in the, the value in, of, of relaxing? Because I think we're masking all the time. Masks, yeah. masks reveal as well as, yeah. uh, you know, they just create an addition of things like a, like a gobel over a light on a theater. You know, you put a different pattern over the light and you're going to get a different pattern on the floor. So, you're, you know, you're, we're selectively changing that all the time and accommodating the way in which we communicate and reveal and relax other things we don't need, or yes, indeed, maybe hide something <laughs> if we feel we, it's nuts. But if there's no consciousness behind it, then the masks are all taking over. And the, and the clown, which is, I think, another mask, uh, is that plays these things. Uh, if you're aware that you're doing it, that that's happening, and you can catch yourself more, and you can be like that game on the farm <laughs> that I had and, and play with it. David, can you tell us a little bit about the the issue, the 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 play, the innocence, the the quality that you talk about is not something that is easy to access. Is what you're describing. It takes time. It takes a process of of connection and understanding some of the rules in this in this game that you've kind of set up for your for your class. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you no, know, sometimes it's it's a little bit more work. Why would somebody um, go go to you and say, I want to do this work? What are some of the usual things that people are looking for? Uh, uh, 
uh, well, it's very diverse in many ways because different people come from you know different backgrounds. Uh, um, but at the core level, it's usually something about reassessing, you know, a time of, of change that's happening, time of transition in their lives uh, that is happening. That and they're and they're seeking a, a situation and a way to recon- reconnect, reopen, reassess their relationship with their perspectives, their work, their life, uh, and and they feel caught usually somehow. If they sense it. They sense them. I'm stuck. I feel caught. And a clown, as an articulator of movement, is looking mm-hmm. and you know helping find and negotiate new ways, new possibilities to re- to relax the holding patterns right. and, and open into more freedom, more play, right. more ease. Um, and that chat, that part of the innocence is naturally within us uh, all the time. It's never left us. We have it. It's in our, it's in our being, uh, and it and it still is present. But it gets uh, not consciously um, included in the nature of our day to day activities as much. Um, so looking at the clown, looking at how we do what we do in our lives as provide and provides a different kind of a different lenses, different seats of perception you can jump into and mm-hmm. look at it from this angle, look at mm-hmm. it from another angle, jump over here, jump over there. Mm-hmm. Um, that Because they don't want to sit still. The clown uh, doesn't want to sit still, so it'll jump into different perspectives or different masks. And that, and even though the clown is a mask, it's I've seen it. I've never seen it. It's like an invisible mask mm-hmm. <laughs> that we only see what it what it moves, like the wind. The wind moves the leaves. We don't see the wind, but we see what the leaves are moving mm-hmm. and the trees are blowing all around. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the clown seems to be like that as it blows through these patterns of perception, these patterns of uh, of revealing a light of after you know <laughs> through us, mm-hmm. uh, and. It, it's a, it's a process of becoming more conscious about that and playing with that, mm-hmm. being able to play within that, which that is a challenge mm-hmm. many times. So you're talking about a model <clears throat> for uh, working this process that you created. Um, and I'm sure that you can tell us a lot about that because it's, you know, you've been working this for, you know, almost four decades. We're going to be taking a break in a few minutes, but if you um, would be okay about just telling us a little bit about um the 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 age changing process just in one minute the the, the fact that you go into this as an adult mm-hmm. and then you all of a sudden here you go yeah 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 at this moment yeah just ah, for one minute okay I just would tell us <laughs> and we'll pick it up again all right picking up the one well the the innocence in in most clown work is any any clown work is going to I'm going to speak of you know getting your inner child back out ah yes and yes. that's very that's more commonly known now. And yes, you do. But at the same time, I mean, maybe a good place to leave it is that um, I I went through that, yes, inner child, and now inner infant. Let's get there. Ooh, going younger. <laughs> okay, so we're going into something even more delicate, our inner infant. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to take yeah. a break in, a few, in just a few seconds. Uh, for those who wish to connect with us, uh, Denise Richard at Fires of Compassion. Um, also, Five Blossom Gatherings at gmail.com, Five Blossom Gatherings on Facebook, and on Twitter, Denise Richard. We're just going to take a break. It's- 
Change your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting FiveBlossomGatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include knowing your whole body, self-care for your health, and inspiring wholeness. Visit 5BlossomGatherings.com today. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to 5BlossomGatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to 5 Blossom Radio. So welcoming you back. I'm sitting here with David McMurray-Smith, who's speaking about creative character development through clown this is a um, a model for growth that he created and David can you tell us a little bit more about um, the origins of that work for you in terms of who are the people that inspired you or touched you well there were definitely many uh, many people I think Um, certainly my friends on the farm (laughs) (laughs) and um, but more more formally in uh, the different clown training that I, I studied, um, one in particular became very close and, and really um, I felt very much in align with the intentions and principles of the work of a, of a Canadian clowning pioneer named Richard Pachinko. And the nature of his process of... Um, he had a dream about helping people free themselves and he had drawn from different sources and and created an an, an, um, incredibly beautiful um, system and physical of a physical and it's a physical metaphor around which I revolve the intentions of that freeing of people Um, and that process of his that um was a process of, uh, at its root, at its core, I guess, uh, sculpting masks uh, and sculpting them with their eyes closed, mm-hmm. so that they began to meet. How do you meet the unknown? Mm-hmm. And what do you, what happens at that juncture? And can you let go and follow the impulse itself of the creation as it's emerging without predicting its mm-hmm. its its end result and mm-hmm. making yourself fit that mo- make it fit the model that's already existing in you. And that's that is an, is a simple idea, perhaps, even if, but it's a hugely challenging thing to do. And the beauty of his, uh, also, I think, at the core of his work was that it was heart centered. That was very much about uh, how do we open to the power of this incredibly sensitive organism that we are, and re- and be free and relaxed in it to sh- share with ourselves our notion of selves and, sh- and share with others our, the humanity that we have experienced in that. So that was very, that's very powerful for me. And, and all the work that I've done has been drawing my own experience from other many 
areas of, of experience to into that, mm-hmm. around those principles and around that core of investigation. It fit very naturally for me mm-hmm. in that way. So uh, Richard was a very mm-hmm. important person who brought you uh, some of the strong, the, the grounding for what you do now. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how is this applied? Uh, you you worked with um, many people. How many people would you say? How like give me when? A- <laughs> today? <laughs> <laughs> you no, right now <laughs> and all the listeners a little. Bit. <laughs> uh, so it's just amped up. With, if, if you're looking at my whole career uh, of of sharing the work and, and so far, uh, I would I I could estimate somewhere. Fifteen hundred, two thousand people, I suppose. In, that you in, work that with. Work with. We don't, we don't small, do large groups or small groups. smaller groups to to appreciate the uniqueness and diversity because the clown is very inclusive. It's, you know, it, it's yeah in that nature. It's uh, it can and it seeks the ways to communicate with more and more different varieties of people. So uh, it's a ra- it's a fairly radical way of working, and uh, you have pretty good <laughs> grounding uh, by now. Uh, how do people hold the thread of that in a in a in a regular world where you don't you know you don't walk around acting like a crown <laughs> so many times? Oh well, really, you can or look around. Just have, a good, have another look. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fair number of people out there. They don't know they're doing it, perhaps, but many do. Many do. They play. I mean, people. There are there. Are, some people are more naturally open to play in their lives. Right. Uh, and and there are different many ways we we do things in in order to survive and and be okay in the world uh, or feel okay in the world and uh, so some people you know we hide behind masks mm-hmm. and some of the some uh, I'm not fond of the interpretation but I have to agree that it's it can be used that way um, the say the Jungian archetype of the clown uh, there's the the way some people in that field, you know, look at it is that it's it's a hider, it's a hider and a pretender, uh, and it will not uh, um, allow you allow itself really to be seen, you know. So some people use it that way. Some people just naturally, hey, they're they're there and they're and they are they have this innate. That's a very prominent part of their nature, and people are kind of drawn to them because they they are they're they have this thing of being able to be um be happy and 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 but be, be able to be empathetic they're they can be they're present with you you can feel that their that their presence is is engaged with you it's not just at you or, so that's yeah. the development part is you learn to develop a like a a persona that has more presence more it's an appreciation i think with if we can find that player in us that clown player that can can uh, and it's just a, it's a language of you know it's a way of seeing things, but the part of us that that can see oh I'm doing this right now mm-hmm. and and enjoy it and share enjoying it and be and yet be honest and present within the mask that they're playing and, and just appreciate it. it's not a mask to hide it's just there, but in that in that in that engagement with one another we have a stronger <clears throat> uh, a, a stronger unification I guess and a stronger ease of of communicating and being conscious with one another. Can you speak a little bit about if you take people uh, into this kind of process and you help them get connected to some of this, let's say, 
your inner infant, as you mentioned, yes, yeah. or your inner two-year-old, <laughs> or you know, all of them, all, all of them, of them, are them in together. There. All of them are and, in there. But you also have to help them stay grounded in the yes. in the real world. Yes. You know, you you, you can, yeah, you function. Have, the idea you have to help them function at the same time. Yes, yes. Talk yes. about that. How well, do you do well, that? That's one of the best, best about, most prominent values of the of the clown is to try that how they you can maintain a sense of grounded functionality in, in apparent chaos <laughs> and the world is full of that for us to practice in uh but where were we what were we talking about we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you did it you did it so you you, you i think you called it once uh, a ringmaster uh yes Yes. Well, we also the notion of this that because the clown can cross boundaries, we're, we're in our nature, in our own nature, we we um, we also have an aspect of us that that it, I use this. I'm creating just use borrowing from the circus language, but there's a ringmaster part of our nature right. that can. It's not a judge, but it it manages all of that. It manages the arena, the present arena that we're in. And what's needed in that arena? You know, if you're going, oh, I'm going to get a loan at the bank. Um, hmm, what do I have in here in this box of masks that I know of myself, my experience, out of my experience, a part of this, that I, that what part, parts of it are going to use? And, and you don't necessarily think about this consciously, but sometimes you do, because you want to perform the right image so that you think you're communicating what you wish to communicate more clearly. Right. So it's very practical in that sense. Uh, and we do it naturally. Yet sometimes... In that process, there are many arguments of different masks going on, mm-hmm. and some of them are appropriate in a given arena <laughs> of full of intention, and some of them aren't. You know, so uh, you know the emotional argument is not necessarily going to be valuable for you to look right. to look like Especially you're, going, you're, you're a responsible, <laughs> yes. capable person. Because in the world, a lot of people are not comfortable and get scared of their emotions mm-hmm. and scared of other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it, it's not something we we uh, consciously practice our ability and, and facility with, mm-hmm. which again throws us back to the notion of the inner inner infant is uh, is relaxing into our <clears throat> through somatic work and bioenergetic play. I call it biokinetics to explore how our the wisdom of our own bodies and our own physiology and our own emotional intelligence is a natural part of us. And all you got to do is get get to see a baby free and free and open and just transmitting charges of stuff and then let it go and they're done, you know. So, so doing this work, you get to get to to really touch on some very delicate, very sensitive material, but you get to also grow in a in a powerful way if you if you can learn to to build a a, a personal ringmaster, you yes. might say. Yes. So tell us a bit about the benefits of the ringmaster. Uh, well, I think it's probably some of the most important training to, or idea to work with, um, because it, 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 it helps one to be more discriminating, discerning, discerning about where you are and what you're doing and, and, and begin and practice developing, I like to call it a psychic screen for that time period in that, in that arena Mm -hmm. that, so that. Other aspects of our nature, our masks, are, uh, don't get in. The performers that aren't needed there for the time being mm-hmm. don't get into that arena. So we're not bleeding across boundaries from one one category of our, our lives to another, unless without right of choice. So the so the the clown gives us a facility to 
push the envelope and stretch through and be the rebel and <laughs> go into another world and jump around freely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more mobile, uh, and that freeness you want. But it's like a two. It's like a. It's like a child, like a two-year-old. You know, it, it has to be socialized without breaking its its will. Mm-hmm. Um, in a fashion that, and the ringmaster, you know, is a is a, a, the manager and guide of that process, so that when you're in one place, your folk you can hold a focus in there, and only and then your impulses in that will reflect only off of that that particular set of um, needs and relativity mm-hmm. in that in that arena. And then when you're done, you know you're done, and you consciously exit that and enter in the next one. What's the next arena you're in? Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? <laughs> Where are you now? Yeah. And in our lives, that can be the nows can come very fast and furious. Right. There's, there's a new now. Oh, now I'm here. Now I'm here. And now I'm here. And the way in which we can get our, our facility of that movement, that freedom to move, that and resiliency, the allowance for it, the resiliency to that is in naturally in our in our nature because we can watch that infant charge and discharge emotions mm-hmm. and and the, and then the toddler who does is doing the same thing but has got more experience and then but they they'll they'll get hit with something and they'll have a big thing and then all of a sudden you know you, they're done <laughs> and they walk away and go play in the sand you know That's or the right. next thing the next thing get their attention <laughs> and the freedom of that innocence is very important in how we uh, to reclaim an appreciation for that and meet and how so we can learn how we can meet the unknown the way that innocence can do it. Mm-hmm. The innocence has that freedom. Our, the experience we we uh, we acquire through our lives begins to have, you know, all incredible stuff to work to associate uh, through our memory, all, all that experience. But the innocence can meet the unknown uh, with wonder and it has to be guided. You know, it has to be present time because without a ringmaster, again, that that innocence can can get us into trouble, and that's, that's why we want to kind of like, yes, you wait, you wait over in the side of the chair. I'm, <laughs> you know, the parent. I'm your parent, so you have to do what I say. Uh, and getting them to to recognize they are working together all the time, and get them more present timed, so that the parent, so that the adult, the experience, and all the institutional frameworks of behavior that we create in ourselves through our experience are flex more flexible, and that when we do meet the unknown. We can see and through the practice in the body with body work is is to help us recognize and reclaim and see where we're holding static so you static do, tension you, you and, and get them moving get you, them moving get in they because it re, it resides in our body after years of practice right. we get really good at what we practice but we don't always practice consciously what we're learning right you know there's so much going on. So the, the whole the whole nature of this is is how how the process can be uh, explored experientially and with others and see in fact evidence with others in the room from all different backgrounds and ages uh, the the humanity the shared humanity in it and relax a little bit and the fact that oh yeah you do that too. Yes. I thought you were much more adult than I was. But <laughs> <laughs> you're a bigger adult than I was. So you've been an instructor for almost 40 years now. Tell me a bit about the process of being the instructor, being the person introducing. Talk about a bit of the process that you go through and the joys and the and the and you know agonies. and the agonies. You <laughs> well, may it's, have those, it's those theater masks, and the clown is a balancer of the polarities simultaneously: the agony and the ecstasy. All those different things, and I, and what I have to constantly remind people of is that uh, 
I'm not absolved just from any any of any of the same stuff. I may have been practicing, exploring, playing, and you know, dancing in that arena for a longer time, but um, it's challenging. It's challenging because every new moment in the room, every new person in the room, uh, you can't assume anything. And I have to go walk. I have to walk into that room and and uh, not know. I have to meet the unknown in the facilitation of support and presence with others. I can present the opportunity in the room for things to arise. And I, and I can, I can, I'm a, I'm a good cheerleader, <laughs> but also in, in it's a, that's a requirement as, and I can, and I'm a, a, a strong ringmaster in the sense of helping them see alternatives, because if I'm encouraging them to relax the boundaries of their holding Right. And, and stiffness and, and fear, you know, and, and recognize that fear and, and all our all our faculties are, are were given to us, I believe, as an asset, not to kill us. Yes, <laughs> but right. we're so sensitive and we're so as an organism that we that we just can't do it. Yes. So I go through all that too. And much of the time, you know, every time I start a new group, after all these years, even. Um, before it happens, I, it scared me at first because. Of the, but what happens is, uh, I go dumb, mm-hmm. completely stupid, and my body is like evacuates everything. Like and my, I don't and know my brain vacuum is. I don't know anything. <laughs> what the heck am I doing? I think that's a very I common take, experience. Yeah, well, I take you know, have, you know, I take you know, after the practice and um, and patience and more practice <laughs> and persistence and keep going. You that get direction. used to that's where it starts. Used, oh, I guess yes. I see that pattern. <laughs> oh, okay, I wish this wasn't part of the pattern. Who designed the system, please? But Can somebody tell me who designed the system? But that's at the edge of the unknown, isn't it? Is it that is. we don't really know what's there. We have no. to be open and sensitive. And I think to the that. honesty, meeting, help, trying to meet in ourselves the honesty that we really don't know. Mm-hmm. And and things we do know are within a very you know a particular um, arena of relativity, mm-hmm. uh, and that can be you know um, appreciated by the very fact that you, one grows up in a in a small town as I did <laughs> in a uh, in in, a, in rural America uh, in my case anyway, and and then you know I suddenly I find myself in in a, a cul- another culture. I went, you know, and you go to a, a, another world, you, you know, you get culture shock. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm in this country and this country doesn't have anything I can relate to. I don't I have no idea who I am or how, how to behave here. Right. You know, it opens it up every time you meet a new person in the room. That's what happens to me. I don't know them and I know I don't know them. Yeah. And I know they don't know me and, and they don't, won't ever know me the way I know me. Yes. But so how to let go and, you know, of the things that that uh, hear and accept the, the perceptions that I am getting from individuals right. and the room, but at the same time, be open and listening and observing to the fact that there's new things here. This is not just, oh, I'm doing, I teach, I teach class, come on in, I'll do it, yeah, it's okay. Well, let's, yeah, you'll so, be good, you'll be all fine. And then, but because so, it's, it's like, whoa, there's so many different points of view. Uh, and each one is uniquely another one about a new way to see a commonality of human experience that we share. Another new way, another new way, moment to moment. And it's new for them to come to realize that they are doing that or can do that and do it more and more consciously. So... 
you have been doing this kind of work for 40 years and you've had uh, you've had you've had your own studio you've worked uh, at through the college system you've worked at the university system now you're in a process of growth you're going into another change when people want to work with this kind of they can can people you know email you can they contact you through fantasticspace.com to talk about this work and get connected to this work tell us a bit about your process of how do you how do you manage that uh how do you invite people in at, at this point in, in my career, it's actually, so at this point, and not that I, I certainly invite people in, um, but, but the experience, the experience of, um, uh, of the work is something that people have had a lot of, and now with the numbers, and so we're at the, there's a lot of word of mouth happening in that respect. So what I'm asking is that people are interested in your work. They want to just know a little bit about yes. it. Yes. How do we how email, do we connect email, them in? Email is good for me. I'm, I'm not really great on social media. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're noticing. <laughs> email email is, uh, is 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 I'm, I'm up to date with that, and it's uh, and that would and be it's helpful. And that's a David at fantasticspace.com. Okay, yeah. and 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 David, you have a lot of resource in the area of development, self-development, professional development. You've been doing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you do that, and you do that with that kind of passion, that kind of dedication, that kind of, you know, really heartfelt support to others, we want to know how do you feel when we say thank you? Thank you for being that kind of person who's created a venue, created a way of work that's supporting people in a way that's unique and in a way that's really um, supporting the growth of, of, a, of a bigger collective. So with that, what I'd like to know is how many people seek you out to find out more about your work in the sense of how, how do people go, okay, I want to learn more. I've done this with you. Where, where do I go now? What do you? What do? You, how do you inspire people to keep going? <laughs> and do I inspire people to keep going? Who are coming and working? Is this, is if I'm speaking with them, uh, newly newly folks, I look for where I see their their clown in action already, and point out how it's doing it. Yeah. And how natural it is. How natural it is, and to nurture their Thank skills you. with it. That's right. It's a very natural thing. So when you get to play like this, you probably see the innocence in kids again, and you probably or feel it in a different way, wouldn't you? You'd see the innocence. You'd see the playfulness in the world a little bit more. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I think that that's very accurate. Um, you see it within yourself, then you're more sensitive to see it in the world. Does the world then lighten up for us? That is the intention. <laughs> but it also, the clown is inclusive of those of those sadder times. Yes. And the openness of the pathos as well as the hilarity. Yes. Uh, but the, the value of appreciating that they are not separate from one another. They can, there's a we-ness between them. There's a we-ness between them. And David, you've enjoyed doing this work with other people. Do you have... Uh, anybody that you would think uh, has touched you to the point where you may have products or people out there doing your work? Oh, touched me. Well, I mean, there's... In other words, students that have... Yeah, yeah. Well, can I give a couple examples? Sure. Um, There's one one, uh, woman 
many years ago who I worked with who is, and I, many people become good friends after this work, and she's one of them. And uh, she, in the work, her clown used to have these, throw these great platitudes out. And these platitudes are like, deep is the water, shallow the mud. And people, you know, your face goes, what? <laughs> and then you start thinking about it and, and making sense of it somehow for yourself. And they're, they're amazing. And the other ones, you're like, if you, if you can't burn, don't stand in the fire. <laughs> and her clown's pronouncing these things out with just great vigor and, and then getting confused about what she just said. And she used the work in her life to reclaim her family. Oh, lovely. So it really inspired her to grow in many ways. It did, and 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 bring a, a disparate situation together over time. She is very, very admirable, and and, and um, few people, a few people, want to take it into performance. And James and Jamesy uh, are are a couple uh, of students of mine who have done and really stuck with it, and we've become a team and have done some great work together over the last number of years. And they're making, creating shows and and their they've, performance. They've performed all around. All over, yes, all over, and, and uh, won very, you know num- numerous awards. Uh, most recently, that, I mean, we're talking America, we're talking Europe, we're yeah, talk- yeah, 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 and and it's and it's wonderful, and they're. They're very, very unique and, and, and talented and we're great people, great people, down to earth and, and very great players. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm still, that we're still playing together. So you've been playing for how many years? With you, them? James, yeah, James and Jamesy. Uh, they started training with me 2010. So the nine, 2010, they were so in different classes and then, and then they meant that. Almost so they almost came into your course and then they created a, a, a foundation for their work and then they started going, you know, out there and now doing they're, stuff. And then, they're international. And, and, and started, yeah, and started that and, and we've been working together um yeah, for six, seven years, eight years now. That's pretty fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is because it's a very ta- ta- it's a very special thing to see the 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 quality of that understanding so well embodied by by right. a pair of people. And, and it's very unique when when a couple of guys uh, or women or men or whoever you know people yes. <laughs> get together and are, and have the ca- the capacity to consistently play and and so and their relationship the, the reality of their relationship is very very in in regular life as well as performing life is very strong and the honesty and and sincerity and down you know presence that they bring to the to their life and their families and and to others and their through their work well david it's been a real pleasure listening to you today and and learning about your work and also understanding that the work touches us personally but it can also um touch us on many levels it sounds like it can take you right into becoming a world clown <laughs> so I, again thanking you from five blossom radio and uh this is denise Richard saying thank you to everybody for listening today if you wish to con- contact me or speak anything about david or this work or five blossom radio five blossom gatherings you can contact me at Five Blossom Gatherings at gmail.com, Fires of Compassion, Denise Richard, Twitter, Denise Richard, or LinkedIn, Denise Richard. <laughs> Twitter, 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 Twitter. Okay. Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard. Please tune into our next program. 
We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.